This is episode 5. Oh, I was I was expecting to end with a <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel in uh. Okay, so today our guest is a multi-talented musician. Hey, mine, uh. <laughs> singer, songwriter, producer, teacher, social media guru, and many, not many other things. Uh. Not as talented as Jian Liang and Jian Ming. No. Uh. <laughs> so like so so many labels, right? If you could pick one, then which one would you choose? Uh it's a good question. Uh. <laughs> um to be honest, I'm just a guy who likes music. Guy who likes music. <laughs> All right, man. Okay. Where, where do you usually look like at this podcast? On, on like on this podcast? Uh, look at <laughs> each other, each other la. Because it's more like a discussion kind of thing. Yeah. So okay. be quite like yeah. conversational. Mm, mm. But if you want to like look into the camera, also can lah. No la, it's okay. <laughs> break the fourth wall. Yeah. Or like do shout out <laughs> thing and look in the camera. So 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 previously you have like a few musical acts, right? Like yeah. JJ and the Paper Planes, and then most recent one is Falling Feathers. Yeah. So, maybe you can start with like a bit of your background, like your secondary school. Wow. Uh, Tsonghua Secondary School. Eh, how you know? Eh, because oh. you from the secondary school. <laughs> oh shit! Oh yeah! Oh god! The, the begonia eh, leaf. Wait, is only Jianming or oh, you also from uh, both of us? SS. Oh really? Ah. Yeah. Sons yeah, and daughters man. of Tsonghua. Damn son. <laughs> um, eh, your sec sec four sec five. Sec four. Sec four. Yeah. Oh, oh shit, dude. I'm curious, eh, what, what, so what did CCA did, what, did you join? Don't say, don't say. Skip, skip. <laughs> so not, NDA, not, uh, totally not music. Un. Oh. Oh, because like, like, you know, like, SSS don't have any CCA yeah. for like, Actually, much CCA. Then like, what CCA you all join? We join like uniform group, MPCC. Yeah. Oh, I also uniform group, but I, won't, I don't tell you what. Okay. MPCC. <laughs> quite, quite brigade. It's quite stupid, right? Like, what, musicians, what, what are we doing in, in, in like uniform group, man? <laughs> But, but yeah, got some valuable lessons. Yeah, got, got, got something like I don't really like about Tsonghua is like the, the whole CCA thing very like practical. Like the, like the principle and how they run the CCAs are. Ooh, wow, shit. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, but they're, they're the, mo- the Moto Scholars leaders are what you, what you, what you expect, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know that. But then like, because like, I got one friend from the same primary school. Then he joined Tsonghua because he, he wanted to join basketball. Eh, but, but basketball, all, girl, all girls team, right? Yeah, so he didn't know that. So he joined and he's like, eh, how come basketball do I guys? And then they realized nice. like, cause the, the the guys are very hard to win medals. Uh. Oh. Then the girls team was the only one that was like, like results. Uh. results uh. So, smart, smart, smart. Practical, practical. Yeah, then I got yeah. some friends in like, I think badminton or something. Then like, I think sec 3 or something, the CCA goes down. Oh shit. Yeah, got a few instances of this. Uh. So like, yeah, the school yeah, yeah. a bit too practical. Practical, really. practical. It's just like, why play 100 courts and have 3 fans and why not play <laughs> no, 3 courts and have 100 fans? Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. One thing funny yeah, yeah. is like, like Tsonghua is like a art niche school so I mean oh. they claim to be la. I mean I think a lot of times all these art niche school their, uh. their definition of art and our definition of yeah. art will be different la. true, will be different yeah. So but oh, secondary school mm. uh, not not very good your, your, your results good uh, uh, I was always like like third last from the class that kind of thing hey, same 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 aye, aye. <laughs> so, that's it la. So, like, like we are the only ones okay not say the only ones but like the only few that went to like poly yeah. the express oh, is class it? Yeah. So, my yeah every year I also kind of like the parents must come see principal because like I, I bottom <laughs> 30 of the call or something oh, like that yeah yeah quite, it's quite shit la. my yeah. you know we got two prelims right mm. my, my first prelim right my aggregate was 42 Oh, <laughs> okay lah, normal la. I think mine was like 30 plus 40 or so. Really? Oh, ah, yeah. But I, I yeah. studied, because at that time, I 
Uh, I never really do much music lah. Like mm. I, I started by playing classical piano, like all stupid uh-huh. Asian nerdy kids do, right? And then stupid do all the ABRSM, good, 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 good. Then just never really do much ah. Mm. Then, but then after that, I I discovered this course called the Diploma in Music and Audio Tech yeah, course yeah. in Singapore Poly lah, right? Mm. I'm currently teaching at also. So I almost joined that course yeah. Really? Yeah, mm. hey, lucky you never. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it depends. Like, it depends. Like. Different people mm. take away different things. Like. But the aggregate was like damn ass low, man. I remember yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the point to enter, right, was 11 mm. or something like that. Yeah, mm. so I had 42 at that point. Uh, so I'm like, wow, fuck, I'm screwed. Also, <laughs> then, like, secondary school, you didn't know you wanted to like, like pursue. pursue that course. Uh. Sec 4. La. Sec 4, right. Yeah. So I, I studied damn hard for O level. The last, the last three months, right, I take MC from school to study at home. Eh. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, sometimes school's pretty useless, like if you ask me. Mm. You know, some teachers, some teachers are great, right? But some teachers are do some counterintuitive things, lah. You know, mm. but we shall we shall not mention that. So yeah, I studied them hard. Then my final score was was pretty dope, and I got into the course. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so hang, uh, hang. <laughs> then I studied music, lah. Uh-huh. In, in, in the course, lah. Like how mm. everybody would expect to. I guess mm. study stupid things like music theory, but <laughs> turn out to be pretty useful. So yeah. at the point, already like really like were you really, like a multi instrumentalist that like, can play piano key like holy shit guitar. man no I okay I can only at that point in time I can only play piano not even like keyboard you know what I mean uh-huh. like piano like, all mm-hmm. your classical nonsense you know then I don't even know how to to like improvise or chord structure whatsoever it's only when I started in poly then I started to learn uh, acoustic guitar so I picked up uh-huh. acoustic guitar a while before poly started like during you know, after O-level mm, then go and buy some stupid TGM $50 <laughs> uh, you know same as him right and then you start then you learn Wonderwall uh, you learn uh, you learn what uh, collide uh, what nonsense uh, right? four chord four chord then the two pinky don't move on one only two finger <laughs> then after that what happened yeah after that I, I started to, to pick up a lot more stuff uh, in, in mm, Bali uh-huh. and I bought my first electric guitar it was a swing Telecaster damn yeah yeah, yeah butter butterscotch wow. but I sold it long ago it's like 120 <laughs> bucks or something yeah I started to learn a lot of stuff then that was when I started a band I started my first band 2013 mm. I think uh-huh. so at that time like emo music was still yeah yeah like mm, the yeah. thing like, you know yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like still, the, the stuff that was on radio that kind of thing yeah holy shit man yeah. like actually if you if you still listen to radio, right? Like mm. sometimes, right? Like night at seven, like at three a.m. or something, they will still oh, play pop punk. Yeah, very very random. Yeah, yeah, very weird. Is it today? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's damn weird. Like one day I was just listening. I don't know why I was listening. I think I was driving like one two a.m. Then suddenly got like We the Kings come on. Then it's like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, I was shook. <laughs> I think at that, at that point of time, right? Uh, okay, I back. I think that point of time I was in like in secondary school. I was like making YouTube video covers also. Oh yeah. So yeah, like yeah, covering yes. like 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 songs like Avenged Sevenfold and like uh, My Chemical Romance. Then my MCK, I know my MCK cover for uh, Welcome to Black Parade got like almost 200k views. Oh! I think YouTube wasn't that widespread so it's very easy to get like views. Okay, mm. okay. Yeah, and then like you just, I just upload like a random playthrough of like my Epiphone and Spall, so like 60k views. But nowadays, I'm gonna get like, oh. 1,000 views like so even hard. Eh? So yeah, so that is like not doing anything to like promote. Yeah, it's like, just like, it just, just organically will get views. But it's like a mm-hmm. good like 8, 9 years ago already. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That, those were the days, uh, yeah. yeah. But as with any new platform, it, it's it's kind of like that, lah. Yeah, mm. true, true. So back to the DJ and airplanes, oh, paper planes, yeah. Paper planes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear, right? Ninety percent of people get it wrong, but it's fine. It's, it's over now. 
Oh, it's over already? So, okay. I started, yeah, so we, we started gigging all, and mm. uh, I started getting uh, into a lot of... Because uh, at that time, you you come to a realization that like mm. bands bands form and then they break up and mm. mainly because like they they don't go anywhere lah, right so i i started to be apart from like learning the instruments and whatnot uh, i started to be very interested in how you can basically get somewhere lah. Mm. like in 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 other words like make make it, make lah, it. you know like at that time yeah young young boy lah, you know still you still dream of like playing warp tour kind of nonsense lah. <laughs> yeah Not but babies, uh. <laughs> well, I, I had I, when I was when I was in poly, right? I I was very what's that word? Uh, I was very I was very ambitious. Mm, like, uh-huh. Baby, it's good that shit, man. Walk straight, straight away, straight you know. Oh, uh, no, no, no. But uh, at that point, I also learned that um, the sad part is a lot of like, I see a lot of very very good and talented musicians bands like they come and go. It's like mm. Baby, it's, it's the peak of their career, mm. which kind of sucks because yeah. as as good as, as as great as Baby is, right? That shouldn't be. Be mm. the peak of your career, like, because mm. like um, you know the the talent is 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 amazing. You see, like I, I always see a lot of people who are damn as good at what they do, mm. like whatever mm. genre. But then somehow they just move on from it because like life life happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it kind of sucks. But then, which is why I I was when I was in poly, I I really researched a lot on how to make it, like, I guess. How how do you right, actually right. make it, um, so that you know you you don't. You can do music for a living, like every that's mm. what everybody wants, right? Correct. To mm. to be a damn rock star for a living, <laughs> but bad news is it's it's hard. Like, most people feel okay. like yeah. yeah. You kind of discuss this like in episode two also, like with Kai Wen, like hey, like babies is kind of like the like you say oh, the peak. Then like I don't know, it's a Singapore thing, like because bands have like nowhere to go or they they don't even see they like, don't even they don't see the 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 future like the bigger there. picture. Yeah. Actually, right. Like to to be honest, in my opinion, <coughs> my opinion, don't my opinion, mm. don't hate me, uh, I think the problem with a lot of bands, I don't know whether it's a local or international thing, But mm. I think the problem with a lot of musicians uh, and bands is, you 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 don't set um, a lot of people don't set long term goals. Like mm. my myself included, Last time, you know, you just wanna just wanna shred shred yeah, the shit yeah. out of the guitar on the stage, and you just do some guitar swings and flips and shit mm. like that, right? But I think the question is okay. So I always tell people this, and I think it, I think it's still quite true today. I think a lot of people work very hard to look successful, not mm. be successful. Yeah, you know what I mean. So mm. it's like um, babies is great. I I think like bands or musicians or whatever should still try out for all these like festivals like mm. babies or whatsoever. But I think the question to ask is why am I playing babies? So if you can answer that uh-huh. question right, then you will know what your next step is. Like is is baby it's like a stepping stage for me to get to a certain place I want to go, mm-hmm. or is baby it's the 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 end. So if you say like okay, you know after baby it's I want to get married, have kids, and uh, I just want a hobby hobby, then great, fantastic. There's no mm-hmm. wrong answer lah, correct? Yeah. Baby it's is is the the place for you, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you want to you know make music your your thingy your full time, then like baby it shouldn't be the end lah. It should mm-hmm. it should just be. In fact, it's. Like the the beginning, you yeah. know, like it's the the first door that opened. Then after that, right. you need to think like where the next door, you know, how how you can navigate this um messy landscape, right? Yeah, landscape, and I think the biggest um the biggest cause most of the people they all work with play play heavier music mm. right? The biggest um thing about music now is that um uh, it changes too quickly, like when uh-huh. my uh, it, not not about not not really the music itself, but the okay music also, uh-huh. but 
more of the climate of the industry. La. Like okay. during, when I was in poly, right, you know, we learn about all the like industry stuff, like contracts and whatsoever. Mm. But like today, right, whatever we learn then is like 0% relevant. Because mm. at that time, right, we still we still buy CDs and shit. Yeah. Like, we still like, like mm. the new CD come out, then we queue, we go and buy HMV or whatsoever. Mm. Now it's like, it's like everything's on demand, right? Mm. Yeah, streaming so, everything, right? The whole I last time when I was in Poly when we released our EP still like what go and print CDs then like yeah. go and like uh-huh. put the, th- the the thing yourself you know like <laughs> yeah, the, the like lyric shit or whatever oh shit those were the days <laughs> then now it's like one click of a button boom it's there everything yeah. is there yeah All right so I think it's very complicated um for a lot of people and it's uh it's very hard to catch up lah because like when when I was in Poly Spotify I think just started like it was like very very unpopular mm. is it okay yeah it was very unpopular like we were still buying CDs like you know our computers still had CD mm. ports right yeah. now now no more yeah as yeah. in the the MacBooks all yeah. all no more CD port already yeah. they don't even have like the CD port adapter anymore you know <laughs> yeah. yeah so so it's quite it like the changing landscape makes it quite difficult for people to catch up especially when mm. you are a band you're trying to get good at the music and then mm. you're also trying to get um, recognition and whatsoever but yeah, I got shared this I think with a lot of people before is um, I think the common misconception is that um my opinion my opinion <laughs> common misconception is that you need to you know have, have a lot a lot of fans play a very very big stage to become a successful musician mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is I, I learned this uh, recently not too long ago actually maybe one two years ago and the person who actually shared this with me was Levin uh, Levin yeah. Wee who, Dr. Levin uh, Dr. Levin Wee uh. yeah, Levin's a good friend he taught me a lot of things that I still practice today um, and one of it is he shared he shared about this this article uh, written by this mm. dude this white dude called Kevin Kelly called the thousand true fan theory or one thousand true fans or something like that. Mm. So I I did a lot of research on it, and um I I think it's very very applicable to what people do, especially for bands and musicians who play mm. non who play niche music mm. non mainstream music. Yeah. Right. So mainstream music is kind of pretty much the same ish these mm-hmm. days like, sorry sorry yeah. but <laughs> you know like if you if you like to the untrained year right you just go and get a Spice account download a few loops dump it into GarageBand uh, right then yeah. you, you kind of sound like the top 40s really it's you true know true. what I mean like to the untrained year <laughs> la, okay untrained year but uh, a lot of other other niche kind of music like if you, even if you do um, I would say like even dubstep or, or like you know if you gent it's a mm. uh, takes time now to, to be able to do mm. that polyrhythm shit and, and whatsoever so um I'm lost. Where am I? Why, why am I saying? Yeah. So, so the I think the main the main thing to note is that actually you don't need to do like the a lot of when a lot of musicians when they hear this word marketing right wow mm. shit like everybody it's always like oh fuck marketing sell out I don't want to sell out whatsoever but the I think the good news is actually um, marketing is is not about um, not really about like self promoting. Mm. Not really. Mm. Uh, and, you know, like buying ads and, and selling out, lah, you know. Mm. But it's more about, to me, finding the correct people who would consume your music. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so the it um so like every every type of music has a different type of audience. Uh. Mm. So it's the it's the same thing like if you if you make candy floss and then you try to sell it uh, at a di- diabetic center, it's like you, you're <laughs> never going to get any sales, man, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that's also what, then, and then after that, you just give up because nobody keep buy your, ca- uh, your yeah. c- cotton candy, right? Mm. So the, 
I think the the apart from like practicing and honing your craft, I think one of the most important parts is to ask yourself about who who are you making music for? Who do you think mm. will resonate with your music, lah? Yeah. You know, and um, that was one of the things that I I tried. Uh, very hard to experiment with when I started Falling Feathers, which is a sellout pop music act. So if you, if you, <laughs> you know if you don't like pop music, don't listen. Um, yeah, it was like one hundred percent, one hundred percent, like you figure it out. So like music yeah. was secondary, like okay. marketing and branding was primary. You know what I mean? Okay. That was when I first started lah. So mm. I when I first started, it's like okay, shit, I make pop music then. I do this kind of branding. Okay, who who will listen to my music? Probably teenage girls, lah, right? Mm. So I I hustled them hard. Uh, at that time, I think I was like nineteen or twenty. I I hustled them hard. I I call every single secondary school in Singapore. Uh-huh, like hey. I, yeah, really, really. I I call every single one of them. Like two hundred over, oh. and I say, hey, what's up, man? Uh, okay, I obviously nicer nicer way, like, <laughs> like what's up, man? You know, like oh, I I love the arts and I, I want to mm. share more about like music with with like the younger kids so that you know like um they can participate and you know like uh then just go NAC website. Then you cook. Yeah. Sorry, NAC. NAC. <laughs> then you cook all the mission and you know like what uh, what they want to achieve. And yeah. it's like pump 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 pump. Then yeah. it's like oh, then the school will say oh, sorry, uh, actually we got no budget. You know like mm, oh, you, ah, okay. you need to have like a be part of the AEP program or like you, whatever whatever mm. kind of thing. Then I'm like never mind, no need pay me. I I pay. I I I'll do it. So like I I invested some money mm. and I I got some friends to help me out lah, which they are very kind to. You know like sometimes they I borrowed a van, they help me drive the equipment. Oh damn. Or okay. like uh, they just like very nice like they, if without them. Um, I I wouldn't be able to do it like, at all. Cause mm. like, what? Well, so imagine one one guy go down, set down, set up all the monitor speakers. Yeah. Then, oh, yeah. That's what is. Oh, it's uh, yeah. shit, man. So like, at, at some point, right? I decided that's that's dumb as shit. And then, mm. cause no matter how well you try to set up, no matter how much EQ stacks you bring, right? Mm. The the school hall is gonna sound like shit. Like, <laughs> no matter what. So right in the end, right? I, I I gave up. So I just brought monitor speakers, and then like I I hook up the the mixer, right? To their to their in house mixer. Oh, right. So then just stereo lah, like left right only, like mm. the. The mix don't really even matter because like okay, yeah. even if you balance an EQ right, shit's gonna sound like shit. Mm. Yeah. So and to to the kids, it doesn't really matter because yeah, like yeah, anything yeah. is also better than like math math period or science <laughs> period, right? Yeah. So so it's cool. So I went there and I got a lot of uh, I I I was right. So like teenage girls indeed like whatever, uh-huh. and then uh that that propelled me to do a lot, propelled me to be able to do a lot more things lah. Uh-huh, so. Okay. Uh, but that was one part of the journey, and after that, after many years of doing this, I actually realized that, uh, cause at that point, I what I was trying to do is mass appeal lah. Cause you know, mm. like, your when you first start making music, the first thing in your mind is like, okay, I need to sell out big stage. I need to sell sell mm. a lot of tickets, sell a lot of music so that I can make a lot of money. So mass market, mm. right? But after that, I actually realized after like talking to Levin, getting to know Levin like maybe two three years ago, I started to realize that actually that's not really the case. And I right now my belief is different. Like last time, I one hundred percent believe that the branding, marketing, and conceptualization of what what kind of music you do and who you are comes before the actual making of the music. Mm-hmm. But then now I realize that actually. So I, I sat myself down and I asked myself like actually why why we do music in the first place? Uh? Is it mm. to become famous and successful mm. or is it to to enjoy the the music like enjoy the process? Mm. So right now my my view is that whatever music that you make, you shouldn't you shouldn't alter it to fit the mainstream sound. Right. Or right. you shouldn't alter it to because like oh Tian Liang say um you should sound like polyphil or like, you know, like a <laughs> put a breakdown here, the more fans will like it. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Like you should you should just make whatever that you want to make mm. as shitty as it is to the best of your ability, right? Because you make music not to not to Make billions of dollars, ma. Right? Mm. If you want to make billions of dollars, you go do finance, ah, right? Yeah. You know, make music, ma. So 
I, I truly believe that musicians should do whatever that they're really passionate about, whatever mm. niche genre um, that they're passionate about. Then after you decide what kind of music you want to make, then you come and do your, your branding, marketing, and mm. your think about, okay, who, who will like my music? And, and how can I reach these people, right? Where, mm. where do they hang out? So if your target market is teenage girls, okay, maybe you want to create an Instagram account, right? Mm. If your target market is auntie, uncle, you want to do tie or whatsoever, <laughs> maybe you make Facebook account. You know, I'm still so using like, Facebook, man. Yeah, so <laughs> actually there are a lot of the, I think the lack of awareness in a lot mm. of people because like they, they really just practice and you know like like rock out and whatsoever mm. but we don't really explore outside and actually mm. a lot of underground sites uh, online right that you mm. can actually find potential fans and promote your music mm. one of it is Newgrounds I don't know whether you heard, heard of it before is, is this a, the game one or something like that? yeah Newgrounds is a place where like people can just upload their game code upload your music oh, upload yeah. videos and then like there's like a pool of nerdy um you know, there's there's like also like some hentai shit, like, you know. <laughs> but as 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 with all the nerdy uh-huh. right. Yeah, but but it doesn't matter. There's that's just one corner of the website. You know, there's <laughs> other okay. other places, you know. Place. Yeah, so even like you you go and explore subreddit threads, right? You mm. can find like like really quality audiences mm. that like I, I, I've met I I've actually sold like a t-shirt on on Newground, oh sorry, on on Reddit before, mm-hmm. just by posting my music there. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty damn amazing, like what you mm. can find on yeah. online. Actually, this Reddit thing, we, we, in like yeah. the last episode, we also spoke, spoke to this violinist, M. Draco. Mm. She also got, her one of her videos got viral because she posted like, her cover of like, Slipknot's Unsainted on violin. Mm. She posted it on the, 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 the subreddit. Sub yeah, yeah. Slipknot subreddit. Then yeah, like, it got a lot of upvotes and it, yeah, 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 like, yeah, exactly. Like, Lockwire, like, like, those, mm. those. Yeah, like, yeah, I think the, the point is like, you put there, takes like what, maybe five seconds of your life. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. If nothing happened, then okay, uh, five seconds, uh, you know, yeah. doesn't matter, you know. But, it's a okay. Actually, don't anyhow post lah. Like you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, actually, that's that's very hard also. Like, how do you like how to find a balance between what's like spammy versus what's like 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 actually relevant? And, like, that's a good question. Okay, in my opinion, it. right, I think doing the research is more important than actually sending or posting something. So mm-hmm. it's like, beef. Let's say you are a like a mama rock band, and then your 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 audience is like like mums in their 40s, right? Uh, yeah. So you, I wouldn't waste a t- my time creating an Instagram account. I would uh. just go straight into Facebook because mamas in their 40s don't have Instagram accounts, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, so it's like the, the research, but this is a very broad, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. very broad. So like, how do you find, keep asking yourself, how do you find that that niche? How, how can you approach um, the, because even, even within, like you're talking about like, Metal core whatsoever. There are mm. there are different subtle types of of you know, um, metal cores la, Whether yeah. whether you recognize it or not, you know. And then different types of people like different types of metal core, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like kind of. So you, I guess you really have to go and do some research on the dark web and ask yourself how I can potentially reach these people mm. that would potentially like my music. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of the oldest ways. So I I had the opportunity of um having a, a drink with um, the previous manager of Linkin Park. Okay. His name is... Holy shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> what's Double his chat. name? Um, oh my god, that his guy. His name is guy. what's his name? Yeah. Uh, For it, what I thought his name was holy shit. Like. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, sorry, I cannot remember his name. But it's something that starts with M or something like that. Um, like his, his company is called like Matt Mason or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, for the life of God, I can't remember. Can you help me Google? <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I met him at Music Matters, I think two years ago. Uh-huh. And he shared with me a story. 
Sure, honestly, I cannot remember if he's talking about Linkin Park or some other band, but he used to manage Linkin Park. So mm. he he shared me a story when like during the old days when they first start out, right? What they used to do, right, is like the they'll get the the whole band and like all their friends whatsoever to print out like the band flyers, right? Mm-hmm. And then wait outside a concert hall, like a concert venue. Like of a similar similar band, uh-huh. so like if you if it's Linkin Park's concert right, and then you play that kind of music, uh-huh. you know, and you 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 go you go to Linkin Park's concert, and then you wait outside, cause your music and Linkin Park's music is kind of similar. Like, yeah, so you've got a demographic that is exactly what. Correct, correct. Mm, so it's kind of like you're doing like stupid Facebook targeting lah, mm. right? But then you're actually physically there. Yeah. So it's like imagine ten thousand people go to went to Linkin Park's concert. Mm. Right, and then you you play music that kind of sound Linkin Park, and you go there, you print like ten thousand flyers, you make sure everybody or most people get one, even if you only win one percent of the people over, right? Uh-huh. If you keep doing it and doing it and doing it, right, eventually, right, you're gonna have like a a whole bunch of like people who who have listened to your music, right, right, right. whether they stay or not, right, is up to how good you are, la, mm. You know, and how um how consistent you are. And I I've seen bands that like you know like they make super good music and then like one viral hit hundred k two hundred k views then I fast stop one year don't don't put out anything no mm. noise then whatsoever of course mm. the people who like the music is gonna like like gravitate towards other things like because mm. nowadays every day got like few billion releases you yeah. know yeah. so whether you release on Bandcamp or Spotify there's like gazillion people making music and mm. people nowadays are pretty damn good man yeah yeah so I think consistency. It's also one thing, right, right? Yeah, it's um, it's about, and so like in in marketing, right? Don't want to use this word, but like in <laughs> in marketing, well, like we try to um, you need to think of like okay, so your single, your this is your release, whether it's a single or album. So what you need to do before. And then the after part is also very important. So after you release the the single or mm. whatever your album, then okay, you play baby beats, you play whatsoever. Mm, are you going to apply for huh? Yeah, EP launch. Ah, yeah, whatever EP launch. <coughs> you gonna apply for all these festivals that reject mm. you. And then then what happens, right? Mm. Or maybe you, you release an MV. Okay, you release acoustic version. You release like remix or whatsoever. So it's the after that that really counts, yeah, right? Yeah. How do you like even if only five people listen to your thing, right? How can you make sure that these five people continue to listen to your thing? Mm. Because mm. I think like when I was uh when I first started making music, especially when I was trying to do this falling feathers thing, it's like I, I keep thinking like, oh shit, all these like musicians like shall not name names, like oh, they have like hundred thousands, two hundred thousands of your Singaporean two hot top musicians or like even regional like they have mm. like wow, how, how do they have like few million views like yeah. uh-huh. what the heck right so I I I couldn't figure it out and I, I was very frustrated it's like no matter what I do right it's like I can never I can never match it mm. then at some point I'm like screw it I actually don't need to match it mm. because it's not about the 10,000 people who listen to your music it's really about how many people who listen to your music that actually care mm. right mm. So the the numbers, like people, especially when social media came out, people always talk about like the numbers game, lah, right? Yeah. You know, like the 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 more inflated the number, the better. Yeah. But then at some point, you also realize that a lot of people start buying likes, start mm. buying streams, and like mm. I, I I'm not lying, I got buy it for also to try. I I bought streams on uh on on songs last time uh, when I first started out. Uh-huh. Uh But it's very easy to tell. Like after a while, you 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 can tell like oh who buys streams because the stats won't match up. Mm, okay. Yeah, so if you go on my Spotify page <coughs> and you see the stats, it obviously matches up now because I stopped buying streams. <laughs> and 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 if you buy streams, right? Um, 
the people at, at Spotify or after, obviously, obviously they'll know, mm. right? Because they got some detection whatsoever. Lah. So if you buy streams, that it's very, very bad for your account because mm. they will they will like earmark it lah, yeah, in, in some way. Yeah, black, kind of blacklist. So even if even if you do things like you buy 100 phones and you stream it 24-7, right? Mm. They, will, they will also know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, or like, if you do something very intense, uh, yeah, you yeah. also know. So it's instead of like streaming your own music, right? Think about how you can get people to 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 actually consume, so that it's not the number of streams that count, but it's mm. the the person or people who actually stream. Mm. Right, so right. like, I'd rather have one person stream my music one thousand times than ten than one thousand people stream my music one time Once. each, mm. right? Because right. that one person, yeah. right, would probably spend money to buy my merch, to buy my mm. bed, my tickets. If he mm. lives in Manila, Manila, he maybe fly down to Singapore to watch my show because he right, right. he just absolutely loves your, your shit, right? Yeah. And I've met people like that before, like in in my short lived pop music career, and it's mm. absolutely amazing. Like they come down for every show, every merch you 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 put out, they buy. Mm. Then they keep asking you for stickers, quite annoying. But then like you just give it to them <laughs> because it's like. Like, like what the heck, right? Like, it's, it's a small thing, but it means a lot yeah. to them. Like yeah, exactly. And I think it's about caring about the people who care about you. Mm. It's it's more important than going out to find to appeal the appeal to the masses. Mm. To yeah. me lah, to me lah. So yeah, like yeah. I I like. I I traveled quite a bit in the past two years, like meet all sorts of bands, you know, like in London, in Korea, Japan, all these kind of places, and I I started to realize that okay, see, I'm not correct if I'm wrong, correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong, opinion, okay, I started to realize that a lot of bands overseas they are actually doing music full time, that they are actually making a living out of it, uh-huh. like mm. not 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 like the oh I I. I part-time Starbucks or I part-time do engineering mm. then at night I, I jam jam kind of thing. It's like mm. they actually like full-time full-time kind of thing. They, they make enough money to rent a house together. Mm. Of course, they don't make enough to, you know, like invest in a house or like, mm. you know, get married. Mm. Maybe not lah, but they are happy lah. They're content and they do everything in their power to make sure that the band can or like the music can, can sustain itself. Yeah. Right? Even if it means um, going out and, and begging people to come to their gig not say they back lah, you know, but, give up but yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, mm. I, I, I believe that even in this world where like social media and digital media is the thing, I feel like physical marketing, like actually, um, you know, going out to someone mm. and like she mm. can, it's, it's really, really a lot more effective and important than, yeah. um, not say more important, but it's, it's also, also important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I still, I know I play pop music but I still believe 100% right that uh, like playing live shows is one of the best ways to engage and gain audiences mm. okay because I mean like, pop music or playback one it's, it's true okay? <laughs> pop music or playback one half, half the things is playback uh-huh. one it's, it's like you program MIDI then playback can, won't, won't make mistake one you know mm. so so it's a bit it's a bit stale lah. but then the one of the main reasons why people like you know DJs it's mm. like so it's a 100% playback la, right? <laughs> it's just matching beats but why people still go to the show because it's you're there to vibe with the other people who go to the yeah, show yeah. right? you feel yeah. that energy that you can mm. never feel no matter how expensive your speakers is at home because yeah. mm. it's the energy mm. that, that makes you feel like oh shit damn you know yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the whole experience right like being there yeah. yeah I think that's damn important and um should, we should, no, no matter whether you play to one person or you play to 100 people you should mm. every show is, is important because that one person might be the one that you know say like, hey actually um, I got a million dollars and I think I want to invest in your band mm. you know it's like it's like and these kind of mm. things happen you know like yeah. they actually happen yeah so like don't don't all these small small things that lead up is is the most important right 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 I think yeah. la, I think my well, opinion. On, on the note of that that live performance thing like mm. 
you think it's better if, if bands like actually take the effort to like instead of like trying to play like a perfect set but instead try to like interact more with the audience try to actually like show a bit more of your personality like like try to bring something different from like what you already yeah, recorded yeah. in the studio la, basically yeah so instead of like mm-hmm. just like going through the whole album like playing note note, note to note everything perfect I, I couldn't say because I think it depends on what you stand for as a band because mm-hmm. I mean I think that's that's the most important because um but I, I do believe that a live show is an mm. opportunity to showcase a different side of the band. So it's like mm. whatever that you record, whatever that whatever you play live, if, if it's up to me, I think it should be different. Mm. Like whether you add an extended bridge breakdown or whatsoever, okay. or you just let the guitarist solo for like 32 bars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I think it's important. Yeah. You know, like do do stupid things that, that shock the audience. It's like, <laughs> you know, you, you, you play, right? Then like you do ta 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 Then it's like, oh, then people start clapping. Then after that, you... You, you continue the song again, you know, like, you, uh, it's, it's kind of stop. like stupid, stupid stuff that uh, make people be like, oh, shit, 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 mm. nice, Actually nice, Actually, one nice. band that's damn good at this is uh, CrossFave. Oh. They, they, they came to Singapore and recorded yeah. their whole set. Then they're like, wow, super interesting, like, like audience engagement. Yeah. <laughs> so on the set, like the keyboardist actually come down and initiated a circle pit. No, initiated oh, like, a wall. Wall, wall of death. Yeah. Yeah, so, actually, right. You yeah. know, like we, we went to watch Chon. We went to watch Chon, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Actually, I was, I was a bit, sorry, ah, uh, Chon fans. I, I actually <laughs> a little bit disappointed uh-huh. at the at the the live show because mm-hmm. it's just like just playing through. Yeah, yeah. So but, it becomes a bit. You know, it's like it's like a and and. It's like they play, 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 play. It's like, wow, damn good. You know, like, uh-huh. it's, it's awesome. And then, like, the guy say, oh, thank you so much. You know, we love you. Yeah, and then, yeah, whatsoever. It's like, normal, normal. <laughs> you know, then, like, they play the next song. It's like, yeah, very shook. But then, it sounds... I mean, I listen at home also kind of similar. La. And mm. to be honest... Okay, never mind. Cut this out. I totally get, get what you mean, man. Cut this out. Yeah. Well, wherever we are, uh, <laughs> we're saying, like, the life experience, um, whether should it be different from, like, the studio, right? Uh, I think life life is life there's an opportunity to showcase a lot more dynamics la. Mm-hmm. you know like whether you do stupid things like you just jab a lot kind of thing right uh-huh. you know, like, or or you because like sometimes when you do recording you know like mm. your your guitar parts your guitar parts are not playable like there are some parts that are not playable so life you have to think of a other solution you have to think of other solutions right mm. so whether whether you use playback or or um you get another session is in or whatsoever, or mm. like you rewrite the parts to, to not not all of us, you know, polyphia <laughs> can play life right. Yeah, yeah. So so like maybe like the whole the whole is, the whole thing is to try to make the experience as dynamic and interesting mm. for for the audience. I think. Yeah, but I think like okay, I think partly if okay, if you're playing a more like underground band, the live performances you usually play for like very smaller crowds are, mm. I think people tend to not see like the the value in Ombi, the scalability of like actually like converting uh, such a small audience and playing every live show maybe play to like maybe 30, 40 people as compared to maybe with the internet you can just scale up your 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 reach but then it's less engaging I guess. So there's like there's 100%, disparity there. Mm, 100% depends on the type of music you're trying to do, the type of musician you want to be mm. but like, like I said just now, I, I believe that like whatever show you play, you should play it like you're playing to like 10,000 people, 100,000 mm. people because even if you're playing to one person, right? That one person, if you convert him, right? Maybe he give you $10,000 because I, he love you so much. Mm. You know what I mean? So whether you play to one person or 10,000 people, you should play you should play it like you, you mean it. Yeah. Uh, whether it, you 
carry the whole drum set down. I mean, because overseas, like in overseas, like yeah, when the, the venues, line, right? yeah, yeah, the no background. It's like everything is carry carry themselves. Like the stupid mm. stacks, just just bring it down. You know, it's it's really commitment, ah, commitment. And if we can have that kind of commitment, because if if we ourselves as musicians don't even have that kind of commitment to our music, right? Mm. How can we expect other people to have yeah. that kind of commitment to our music? <laughs> don't hit me, oh, don't hit me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Like, if we don't, yeah. it's the same thing like of practicing and, mm. and you know, so I, I, I'm quite a firm believer in, especially like recording, you don't have to have the, the best mix in the world, you know, you don't have to go through like stupid SSL or, or you don't have to go through like a Apollo oh, or whatsoever. Even if you're recording like true, like a two i two. If you play it like you mean it, right? It will still do better than the guy who has SSL console. Mm-hmm. I I believe lah. I believe mm-hmm. lah. Cause nowadays, you if you see like all these YouTube channels or Instagram, Instagram or whatever, the the quality of sound yeah has improved like drastically, right? Yeah, but the there are a lot of people who make really shitty produced videos. Mm-hmm. The the music itself is is like very like musical lah. It, it's yep. really good. So the the quality. Subjective, mm. but you need to mean what you what you put out there, which is something that I learned over the years. Because last time I I I don't I make I make music to appeal to the masses, but now yeah. I think I I my my perspective has changed. Um, mm. to be you make music for for yourself. Then after that, you find the people who like the music you also like. Yeah, yeah. Then you can buddy buddy. You know, I think that's like one of the more interesting principles that we have come across. Like in, I don't know in recent times. But uh, you said, oh, if you you want to find you 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 follow that principle, like where you really make the music for that maybe one thousand true fans. Mm. But then, um, there's also other people, other school of thought where like you also want to reduce friction for people to find your music. Like you want to post it everywhere: Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and just get hit as many things as many platforms as possible. Reduce that friction. What what, what do you think? I think. Is that counterproductive to the whole ideal? I, uh, I think ideology? so. I, I think it still boils down to the research. It's mm. like if you if I if I play like gent, I, I wouldn't consider TikTok as one of my top social media platforms, uh, you know, because mm. look at look at the shit on TikTok, like, you, know, <laughs> like, you know, like so so I think you the most important thing is to research and prioritize. It's like if I make pop music, right, I wouldn't send a press release to you you unite unite Asia. Because uh-huh, okay. to be honest, I sent before. I I cana. Go reply. I cana scold like no tomorrow. Really, yeah, from yeah, yeah. He's, he he scold me like all the pee 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 pee. Yeah, I do like no no. I mean, but it, it makes sense, you know. It's mm. like this this guy. He he. You you make pop music. It's like you send to United Asia for fuck, right? So uh-huh. I I I learned a very very valuable lesson. Uh. So like, hey guys, if you make metal music, right, don't send it to like like pop music Asian Weekly or something like that. You know, just just focus on the the people, right? That will potentially resonate with your music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a lot of stupid things in the past, but everything I try, all the mistakes can make I make already. Mm-hmm. So don't do it. <laughs> but actually, this is the thing that we talked on like the last episode. Uh, last episode also to be a practitioner and not like basically if you just keep thinking, okay, maybe should I do this? Should I do that? Then keep like like ham and hawing, right? Then don't do anything and it, it doesn't serve any like value to yourself also. So I think if you like you just what you did, you just try every single thing. You know what? How to react from there and adjust mm-hmm. your course, right? I I think uh especially when you're starting, it's very important to to do first. It's like 
because no matter how good you are, if you don't put it there, then nobody gonna see it, lah. Mm. Right. So do first then say. But at some point, right after you do first then say for a while already, you, you get you gather enough data. I think it's important to understand the data and to research on what the next best step is because you are you are only one person and even if you are Ben, you're only like four or five people, lah. There's only so much you can do. So mm. it's it's about um like really really good time management and and yeah. really trying to identify how you can progress with mm. like you said less friction. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that whole point where you do the targeted thing is more, it also helps with efficiency uh, with resources. You don't have so much time to go and put on every single platform. Then really target the, the specific ones that you think has the most ROI. Then just go for it. Really. Essentially, yes. But that being said, right, I do believe that YouTube is one <coughs> should be one of the core. Um, core platforms that everybody should have because like mm. different social media platforms have different demographic la. like TikTok is like kids la. it's like 9, nine mm. years old to 10 years old you know what I mean <laughs> then, then you have uh, Instagram who is like maybe people like us or like early, early teens or like, you know, early 20s late 20s and then you have Facebook la, which is our, our parents gen kind of thing <laughs> you know so different social media have different <coughs> demographics but I think <coughs> the the common one is YouTube mm-hmm. like almost everybody no matter how old you are uses YouTube Kind of lah, right? Yeah. Mm, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. a lot of people use YouTube, and nowadays YouTube have nowadays on YouTube there is um a lot of functions that that didn't exist in the past. Like there's this new community tab that mm. you can actually post things like you you do there's, on Facebook. Yeah, like photos and stuff. Yeah, right? and you can post like polls and mm. whatsoever, and uh a lot of things are like literally a lot of things you can do. Like you can link your merch store and then like you do pop-ups and, and things like that which helps to bring your whole music ecosystem together mm. uh, as within the band you know yeah. so I believe YouTube is a, is a platform that most musicians or like if you do creative stuff should be on yeah and and like don't discount platforms that that are, are weird so like I, I came across this this person I cannot remember her name uh, I think she's from Ireland so like one of the main places that she has a following right as a musician, is Pinterest. Can you imagine that? Like, wow. Do you even know what Pinterest is? Like a photo <laughs> platform. Hello, For, like, Pinterest, Pinterest mostly, it's like female audiences. Uh-huh. You go there to find like, uh, yarn, yarn balls, yeah, yeah, yeah. like things like, like that. Yeah, so like, stuff. she posts a lot about like, uh, um, Irish Irish culture, you know, like talking about leprechauns and shit like that. So like the people who very into it, very into it. Then, but she makes music also. So like people mm. started listening to the music, and then you know, like it converts into streams and right, and whatnot. So it's like don't discount the platforms that you feel like ah, it's not the normal thing, but because if you do the normal thing, everybody also do the normal thing. Ah. Mm. So how how are you gonna stand out? Yeah, mm. the point of standing out, like okay, but what if like let's say what you do right is basically the normal thing. Mm. But then it's it's authentic to what you're actually doing. But how do you stand out in this like sea of YouTube like artists where everyone is doing pretty much the same thing, like playing metal music or playing like rock or playing pop, you're like a solo artist playing pop and you have like your synthesizers. Like in this day and age, how can we or how can one what should they do to stand st- like try to stand out but then still stay authentic to what they are or what they want to be? It's a very good question. Um, I I think no matter how uh copy you are, like you you, you mm. sound exactly like Barrymore or whatsoever, every band has has their own niche lah, and it's important to I think try to identify that niche and see, um, so think about it. If even if you sound exactly like Paramore, mm. Paramore got like few million fans. It's like mm. it's not. I guess not very difficult to get a couple hundred of them to listen to your music, mm. because Paramore only release songs like. 
a couple of years one time, you know? Yeah, so I think there is a place for, so like my my um, analogy lah, mm. for um this situation is, I always tell people, right? Y'all know who Stephen Lim is, right? Yeah. Stephen Lim got called, right? So my analogy is, if Stephen Lim, right, <laughs> doing whatever he does, can make a career out of like doing whatever he does, uh-huh. there's no reason a proper musician who can play cannot. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit, that's what's of proof, man. I, I, I just like, he's, he, he, Gotta give it to him. He's a hustler, right? He's a hustler, yeah. but mm. he does dumb shit, lah, right? I mean, it's, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's like uh-huh. stupid, one, but it's so like, how how can a musician who can shred the shit out of the guitar or play the shit out of the synthesizer or can belt the shit out of the vocals cannot do better than Stephen Lim? Mm. How can? Cannot. Uh? <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense, right? I mean, yeah, it's because mm. Stephen, the one thing that Stephen Lim has that a lot of people don't is consistency. He okay. uploads his nonsense content consistently, <laughs> uh-huh. right? Because at some point he's bound to get noticed. Mm. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Same same for um other people like Amos Ela. He he makes mm. a certain kind of thing and it appeals to a certain kind of people and it's hated by a certain kind of people. Mm. But actually, I, I watched this. I watched this uh in a in an interview. I watched this interview uh with Tim Henson mm. once. Sorry, I very into this Tim Henson shit. <laughs> um, so so he said something that that made me really think. He said. You know, it's uh, it's better to be, it's better to be really terrible, or really good. Like, it don't don't ever be average. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I don't know whether you're hearing anything because like, if mm-hmm. you are really bad, you get attention because people hate you. Mm-hmm. But like, with the the people that hate you, there will be people who notice you and like you, right? So successful. Then if you're very good, don't need to say lah. Mm-hmm. At some point, people will like you and and mm-hmm. notice you lah. But if you are just average, then you're just gonna. You know, drown in that sea of, of YouTube and whatsoever. Yeah, so, like, whatever music that you make, it's important to find the niche and, and ask yourself, like, what am I doing that that will make people turn their heads, I guess? Even though, it on the surface, it may seem like you are making um, normal. So, like, if I'm a pop-punk band, like, for example, right, every pop-punk band kind of sounds rather similar. Yeah. Like. There's yeah. only that many power chords you can play, right? <laughs> no matter how many nines or sevens you add, like, it's pop-punk, it's pop-punk, right? So, but imagine if one day I start a pop punk band called um, Cat Cat Rock, like K K. Uh-huh. This is something off my head, right? Cat Rock, and then I I have a fifteen song album. Every song is about singing about a different breed of cats. <laughs> so right now, right, even though I'm playing pop punk, I'm mm. appealing to a secondary audience, which is cat lovers. Uh, so okay. like, think of it as a Venn diagram, right? So like, now you got you got this like niche in the middle. It's like people who like pop punk. And people who like cats. Right, are they right, out right. there? Sure they are. Right? <laughs> so, and if you can narrow that niche down even more, then at some point, you you know, like, I think, um, I, I really, I, I've never really said this to a lot of people before, but then, you know, Daryl Laser and, and I think his girlfriend has this band. That's absolute genius, man. It, like, it, it, you know, oh, it's you fucking know, memorable. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, people people in PR and marketing always talk about uh-huh. newsworthy. Yeah. Damn, son. If anything is newsworthy, it's, it's that shit, you know. Like, it's, it's on mothership, eh. And, uh-huh. and on like, yeah, yeah. like, I don't know, like, so a plethora of platforms, right? Yeah, it's I like, saw like, like non, non-music, like Facebook friends also start sharing that thing like what the hell yeah exactly so it's like whether you like grindcore or not and it's like it's acoustic grindcore what the heck right it's acoustic grindcore whether you like grindcore or not you like mala sangko right so will you like that maybe maybe Shit, that's the perfect example of the Venn diagram thing yeah. Yeah. exactly right so yeah. if you can find your second second degree audience it's the people who cause like it cannot be your music is official you, mm. you, you cannot sing about heartbreak your whole life right mm. <laughs> I mean 
<laughs> I don't know. So at some point, you, you have to sing or play about something else, lah. You know. Yeah. So so find what that something else is and find that Venn diagram, and that's a good place to start. Right. Right. Yeah. Shit. What's mm. obviously absorb a bit first. <laughs> I I I this is my opinion, lah. So it's like um, it's like a even. It's it's okay. Just like okay, back to like you know like mm. music that uh, you guys work a lot with, like heavier kind of music. Mm. So it's like when Polyphia first put out the. Well, I keep talking about Polyphia. We should move on. <laughs> uh, like when when they first put out the 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 album with like gold gold on it, it uh-huh. was like like revolutionary lah, right? Because it's like you 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 are taking a lot of pop music and trap music elements, and then mm. you're placing it in this genre that. Normally, very against you yeah, know, very like yeah, very mm. against pop pop music mm. kind of thing. But then they 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 do it so well, right? Whether I mean, love them or hate them, they they are polyphile, mm. right? Or it's like you know, so it's a it's a how how you are able to to find your niche in in the sea of everybody doing the same thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's like yeah I mean, there are only that that many. Um, topics or, or or things that you can do out there, but everybody will have their own um their own niche lah. So if you can slowly identify that, and it you will somehow make it, and it's it's about the consistency. Mm-hmm. It's um, I I always share this with a lot of people, like you know, like BTS. It's not not metal or what, mm-hmm. but um, BTS started they even until today, right? They are not signed to any major label. You know, they are 100% indie. Is it? It is, yeah! yeah so, so can, can you believe it? They are the number one top Asian yeah. pop uh-huh. band in the world, right? But they are indie. They are they are distributed by this distribution company called The Orchard, not one of the major labels, hmm. right? And they are under this record label called Big Hit Entertainment, which is some small ass indie label and all the other artists you never hear before. Hmm. It's just BTS, right? So if, if... Okay, so to answer your question... Sorry to to K-pop fans, BTS fans, but like in in to normal untrained years, right? BTS uh-huh. sounds like pretty much like any other K-pop band, uh, right? right? The the branding, the videos, even the the way they pan the camera, exactly the same, uh-huh. right? Exactly, it's the same camera guy. He does it, you know, same. But how come they are the biggest K-pop band in the world? They must be doing something different, uh, right? Mm-hmm. So ask ask uh, but in context to your your own music, your band, I think we should all ask ourselves like, what what can we do different? What are we doing different? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Mm. Actually, this, this is very applicable. Like, if you if you like, okay, another guy. I don't have you heard this guy called Gary V. Mm, Gary mm. Vaynerchuk. So basically, mm. he gives like a lot of like advice also. But I think he's one thing he always mentions is don't sometimes don't um uh, don't just hear what he's saying, but do actually what he's doing. Because whatever he's doing is actually the thing that is he's doing right, lah. You know, like he's always posting on Instagram, posting on every single platform. Just co- if you copy what he's doing and notice what like he's doing. It's basically the thing that he's preaching about. So I think it's, it's the same can be applied for like mm. all the successful bands. Just try to copy what they are doing, what kind of marketing they are doing, what what thing they are doing right. Then somehow you know that is the correct way of uh I don't know, marketing or something. Kind of like marketing is is just such a broad like in in under the like the world of marketing. You know you have like branding, you have promotion, then you have like advertising. It's mm. like it's such a broad topic, right? But I think the main focus is really. Um, you don't really need to know how to run ads on Facebook or YouTube or or, or use all these gadgets and whatsoever, mm. all this auto automation kind of thing. I think the most important thing is to figure out where your target audience is. And mm. and that's a very good place to start. You know, that, that Venn diagram. Yeah. If you can figure that out, right, then the next step is to find out how you can 
how you can reach them. Mm. Yeah. So in, instead of trying to do something that that you you cannot like maybe okay I I very good at playing math wrong but then I just suck at like doing promotions or maybe I don't mm. want to then do something that can make you enough money to hire someone to do it for you. You know what I mean? So it's like um play play your cards to the best of your ability. Mm. Because we like I mean we are born with certain talents and and mm. lack certain talents uh, so mm. like play you know we we are, we need to play the hand we are dealt so play as well as possible. Mm. So like know your strength and like your weaknesses and like try to like outsource. Correct, correct. Yeah. You play twenty one, mm. even you get fifteen, also can win one. Yeah, I think with that like uh. it's so there's another thing like okay, while you're the other thing about like being played the hand that you're dealt. The other thing is also resources lah. Like you have limited budget, limited amount of money. How do you know what to prioritize? Like if I want to show a music video, should I like mm. really go out and get a very produced music video, look very professional, look very nice, impress like <coughs> people, or should I like, just with limited budget go do a DIY accounting, be very I don't know, grungy indie kind of. It's a great question. I love that question. I think the most important part is don't ask yourself the what, but ask yourself the why. Why why do I need a a music video? If, oh, if you yeah. cannot answer that question, right, then don't do the, the fucking music video. Mm, you know what I mean? Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hey, do, should, can I not swear? <laughs> I, I said the F word, yes, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> if, you, if you ask yourself why, it, if you feel like um, maybe I pay someone on Fiverr, I mean, you all know Fiverr, yeah, okay. to do a lyric video for 50 bucks and that will suffice and that will be enough to engage my audience, right? Then mm. why do you need to spend $5,000 on a music video? Because you can spend that... $4,950 on something else. Like right? Like, like, no, no, like actually, mar- <laughs> like actually marketing that stupid $50 video. Right? <laughs> right, right. Why, why do you want to spend $5,000 and get 500 views when you can spend $50 and spend that the rest of the money to get 500,000 views? I think that's I, something I that no one actually <laughs> like kind of, I cannot say no one, but this is something that not really all people think through, right? Mm. Mm. I mean, a, I only come to terms with it like not too long ago, so. Yeah. Like, well, there's something I noticed, like, I wrote here, so, like, I was, like, looking through your YouTube channel, then I saw, like, your older videos, like, oh, the music did. videos. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the current video, like, one of the latest song, let me see, what is it? Should be, uh, like, The Other Side or Monsters or something like that. Yeah, Through, through the Night. So, there was, like, a animated lyric video kind of thing, right? Yeah. Then, all your other singles was, like, like, like more, yeah, produced... Music video and got choreography, a lot of people. Yeah, holy shit, man. But then like that that animated lyric video had like had the most view amongst all the other singles. <sighs> Tell me about it. Because yeah. that this is why I, I 100% believe in genuinity. Mm. Like at, at some point in my in my short-lived pop music career, I decided to switch my mentality from creating music to appeal the masses mm. to create music that I, I actually want to create. Yeah. And, and that was that was that. La. Yeah. So yeah. like go back to just what you were saying. Because like the, the song had like a specific message and I realised like I mean I saw on Facebook like a lot of people were sharing because of that specific message. Or, mm, mm. So in a way like you, you don't really need that fancy music video to like try to like stand out or anything. Exactly. Like. It's, that, it's that same thing back to the Venn diagram. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean it's still pop music. It's still mm. like produced pop music and like like shit you go into melody and then you do everything to the nice to, to correct pitch you know but uh, it's the it's the messaging behind behind mm. that that overproduced sound or whatsoever that that really matters lah. Mm. You know whether it's overproduced or underproduced, it's it's what is is why you do it, right? A lot of people focus on the what. It's like okay, what I need to do next? I need to do photo shoot. I need to do PR. I need to hire this, hire that. Do music video. I need to mm. do this, do that. But 
many people often don't stop to ask like why it's like it is is it because it's the thing that people do or is it because it's a something that I need to do in order to get somewhere so it's it's a tough question but mm. then if you can somehow figure out the answer to the why you're doing it then mm. I think you will find your your way yeah I, I, I believe yeah, that, actually that, yeah. that's the like the most I, I also agree with you like when we started this podcast so we I started with like a mission also lah. Like what, why, why we do the podcast? So, like the mission was kind of like to okay, we want to elevate like the local music and regional music, like bring it out to the masses kind of thing. Mm. So we had like a we set some core principles like what we want to do like like how it should how we you know, approach making decisions. I think this is very applicable for even like let's say YouTubers. I can see like we do follow some YouTubers where eventually they kind of like started out with a certain direction. Eventually, they kind of lost their initial kind of principle then you see that they tend to waver in different like kind of sponsors, sponsorship videos and then you know hey, this guy principle is not very strong like it started out oh, like maybe great, making gear reviews like very uh, very honest gear reviews suddenly it started to like, have a very diluted kind of content then, you know. I, I think the most important thing like you said right is to do then after that you slowly figure it out like like this podcast, like that day I I, I was watching your podcast. I'm a fan, okay. Oh, so fan. then like I, I told Tianlang something on, on some stuff that you could potentially do. I I cannot remember. Hmm. But then like whatever you just said, right? Like you should you guys should go check out this YouTube channel um called Joe Sudano or something like that. Don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, the smash of the <laughs> dude. Yeah. If if anybody is niche, right? What is yeah, the guy? Views there. Like, Dude, that is damn niche, man, and it's so, <laughs> so, it's so good. Like he uh, full time YouTube. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's yeah. the ones that like he he got viral, then he managed to like like capitalize on it. Yeah, because yeah, in the beginning he just did like Smash Mouth cut, like yeah. you know, like he just sang yeah, yeah. like <laughs> Smash the Mouth over different yeah, yeah. songs. Yeah, right? Then after that, like only recently, I think last year he started putting posting drum, drum covers. Then yeah. you realize that holy shit, this guy can yeah, drum, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so like it, okay, so think of it like at at that point, right? He already got like hundreds of thousands of, of viewers mm. so when he's when he switched from um like singing stupid smash mouth covers <laughs> to like hardcore drumming right like maybe 50% of his audience will leave lost, yeah. but then now you have 50% of people who who are engaged eh. it's yeah. like it's better than starting from zero mm. yeah so like whoever that that watched the podcast you know now and like your stuff and eventually you change your direction to do something a bit different there will be people who who will be attracted to it one way or another mm. so the most important thing is to do first you know don't scared yeah. do don't scared scared don't do <laughs> scared don't do <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, and like one of the one of the things that I, I struggle with is like people judging judging you because uh-huh. in, in this like very indie music landscape in Singapore like coming out to do like blatant ass pop music is something that um to be a bit, let's just say know. a lot of people love you for and a lot of people hate you for you know so it's to come to terms that you should focus on the people who actually like your stuff mm. and focus on the people who have constructive criticism right 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 yeah so it's like a focus on the actually I think if you change the F major to a F major 7 here I think it will sound better so li- listen to that kind oh. of comments right but don't listen to the fuck this chord sucks <laughs> like, the guy's not bringing any value to your music right so to whatever you're trying to do yeah yeah I think so, we talked about this like the last episode also like like we not like my brother said that like you notice like a lot of people tend to like those larger celebrities tend to snap back at like those snarky comments mm. when actually there's okay. like uh, like hundred other comments like praising the video. Mm. Then you don't focus on like the people the fans actually like your stuff. Then you go and 
Keep attention to these sort of trolls and like yeah yeah and and the thing is like like bring them bring on them haters man because yeah. if you got haters right it means you are doing something yeah you're doing something right you know you're doing something right so I like that also. yeah bring on them haters man like just look at fucking Stephen Lim you know like well I'm a fan man not not in that way you know but like he he's a fucking genius yeah. maybe it's a case study for future schools yeah really really like if you if you cannot do as well as Stephen Lim even though you're a very good musician right then. Mm. There's some thought to be put into that, lah. You know, <laughs> I, sometimes, I don't know. Like we also record, like okay, for some bands, and sometimes you end up okay, finish recording your EP, then you post on YouTube, then you just like leave it there. Then we like notice, like sometimes I go take a look and see, like go search. Then like mm-hmm. the views also less than hundred views. Mm-hmm. Then it's also like for us, it feels quite like depressing, lah. Like you spend more time. It like into recording, you have yeah. to mix it. Then so much money, some more. Like you do like sweet sweet music yeah. video, or yeah. yeah. It's just left there, then like left to die alone. And very sad, sad, sad slow yeah. death. I think one like talking to a lot of musicians, one of the the sad part is that a lot of people still have that that hope that as long as I do it, I will be discovered. Like they're, they're still mm-hmm. praying to be discovered. Like you build it, then it will come. Yeah, oh. but like you you have to build it, ma. You know what I mean? Mm. You, you, you. It's the same thing, lor. Like you really have to, even if you want to be discovered. You know, like you you have to do something that that propels you into that direction mm-hmm. you know what i mean like uh if you like you know if you want to be let's say you want CLA to produce you lah, you know then like you stalk him on instagram you realize hey shit he's in illinois you fly over to illinois and then you 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 accidentally bump into him and say oh so sorry hey CLA then it's like at, at least you know uh-huh. you, you you're <laughs> going the right direction now whether he slapped you or he produced you you know like but you you you're yeah, creating yeah, okay. that opportunity for yourself mm-hmm. you know like don't wait for CLA to fly to singapore because that's not happening yeah. right so fly to where he is you know mm-hmm. like, probably not illinois don't know where he's from but yeah, yeah fly, fly to fly to where he is mm-hmm. you know like like go and find the opportunities because like, mm-hmm. the opportunities try, try, trying to wait, waiting for for you to become dis, to discover I think better off every week you buy 40 yeah like you need to create your own opportunity la, yeah, yeah. just do stuff Right, yeah. Even if it's you know you want to to get teenage girl fans, then go find teenage girl fans. You know, you want <laughs> you want like granny rock fans, then go uh, find granny rock fans. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, if even if you have to bring your stupid Roland Cube to the to the old folks' home, right, to play, right, you do what you must do to Damn. to to get where you want to be. Actually, this thing like like the whole I'm backtrack a bit, like, Cause it's not you say like okay, like all bands they do the what right, like they start um recording EP, they do. They publish an EP, do an EP launch. And after that, they kind of start stop there. Mm. And what's next? Like basically, I, they, they, it kind of feels like they've done their due diligence to already push their EP. Then, but what 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 should come afterwards? Like let's let's say you do an EP launch already, you a successful EP launch. Then <coughs> usually band just stop there. There, I don't know what what else can they do. So it's back to the why and not the what. So it's like you you do EP launch for for what. Like if you, if you, if you, honestly, you really it's almost like you, a rite of passage thing on the end. Yeah, yeah just do for the sake of doing yeah, it. Yeah, it don't don't follow, yeah. don't follow because it's like okay. I, I let me quote you one very good example. Like Mateus Asato, you know, you all know Mateus Asato, right? Yeah. He is like one of the first few um guitarists who got famous via Instagram, uh-huh. right? It's like the am I am I correct? I'm correct, right? Shifu Ian Okay, <laughs> yeah. So so it's like that that dude. Okay, number one, he can really play. Uh, apart from, apart from the he can really feel so we assume that the musician is good already, right? So, as a as a guitarist, right, who wants to become a session player, you probably won't spend most of your time right recording licks and stuff on Instagram, 
You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I feel like he understood what he was going for and why he was doing it. And that's why he continued to do it and the consistency of uploading every week, every mm-hmm. other day, um, eventually got him to tour with Tori Kelly and then like so on and so forth. Like, and now mm-hmm. he is his own person, you know? It's like every guitarist kind of... Yeah, aspire to be at him. I mean, kind of knows who he is. Like, like, like shit, I want to buy his search insurance, you know? Damn nice. But, expensive though. Yeah, expensive. Huh? Yeah, see, I, I mean, you see, like as a... As a even like in, you know in Singapore as even if you're not in a band right, you want to become a session musician the I think a lot of people think that the epitome of a session musician is either you play for JJ Lin if not you play something already <laughs> right so so but but look at like this stupid okay sorry this guy Matthias Asato from like Brazil like I mean like, like he went to MI and all like, eh? right he went to MI yeah he mm. went to MI and all but but still you know like as a session musician, you wouldn't think of like, hey, I, mean, I should just share on Instagram. You know, like, see, see. Yeah. Mm. So, and, and, and pra- practice lah. Because it, it gives you opportunity to, to practice your craft at the same time. So, back to the question of like, the rite of passage. Mm. It's, it's really, a, I mean, I, I think I'm repeating myself, but it's really a lot about the why and not yeah. the what. So, like, ask yourself why you're releasing <clears throat> EP. Is it better off for you to actually spread out that six songs over the year instead? You know, do like, yeah. add one single every two months. Then, within that, you can do acoustic versions. You can do remix. You can do collaborations. And I think, mm. co- like, just to go off topic a bit, I think collaborations, right, is one of the best ways to, to do things. Mm. Because whether I know whether you're collaborating with a guy from a similar genre or, or not, um, collaborations number one you can learn a lot. Right? Mm. Number two you are reaching out to another pool of potential audience. Like right. imagine that you are two pop punk bands that are very good. Instead of mm. like trying to fight each other, why yeah. don't you combine your power to to you know get get more fans? Yeah. Right? That's exactly why we did a podcast. Yeah. That's exactly the same reason. Like, invite guests to get your audience and our audience to like so much. It's still kind of breach that like six degrees of separation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And mm. I, I think um actually the 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 heavier music community does this pretty pre- decently well, uh, as opposed to um the more mainstream, mm-hmm. uh, more atas kind of music. Mm-hmm. People tend to be okay. Never mind. Skip this part. <laughs> <laughs> The, the a bit, a bit more judgy la. like audiences uh-huh. and, and musicians people tend to be a bit more um, critical for lack of a better word individualistic you think about uh-huh. your career but you don't mm. think about if I help this person how how that will like bounce back to help myself mm. instead uh-huh. you know, I mean don't go and help someone because you want a favour uh, from somebody uh, la, mm. but like think of how you can mutually benefit from from that relationship right, right. yeah some, something like that and mm. the zero sum game thing like I exactly. don't think of it as like a zero sum game like I help this guy and he take my fans away that kind of thing like, yeah it's very negative it's like, like I also have this belief that it's like if it's yours it's yours yeah, if, yeah, if the fans right. want to go then fantastic let them go because mm. if if the earlier go more better then you can find the, 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 <laughs> the fans that fans actually right. yeah exactly yeah. and the fans that actually would pay for your t-shirt you know mm. and, and oh, things like that yeah damn, if, damn. if you don't then good good earlier go like better <laughs> yeah then you can let the good ones come in that's like yeah. a bit of a <coughs> paradigm shift in like mindset for all people, I guess. Mm. Yeah, we also think like the yeah, I forget what's the method the metaphor to use, but that's why he also like invited like Kaiwen onto the podcast as so. well. the idea is to build like a community, la, So like we we try to make it like a very friendly environment. Everyone sort of <coughs> grow together la, and contribute together. Mm. Then it's ready to sort of make the whole ecosystem also la, of musicians in this underground scene. But also we try, we want to eventually expand to like the other genres 
maybe not so much the mainstream, but yeah, la, as much as possible. Yeah. As a musician, anything you're like trying to do arts in the local scene or regional scene, you want to just try to promote that whole ecosystem and the culture. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And like even uh you know like that a lot of all, all the underground bands like, in Singapore, <coughs> they often like do tours. Like, they mm. go to the US and whatsoever. So uh, they go to US, go to Melbourne, Australia, go to don't know whatsoever. So it's the same the same concept of like, ask yourself like why you're doing it, like not not what you're doing. Mm. So it's like, it brings back to the, you know, in the, at the beginning of the podcast, I say a lot of people, um, a lot of people work very hard to look successful, not be mm. successful. Yeah. So, so like back to this tour context, right? Mm. It's like you go overseas, you play shows. It's it's very it's quite glamorous, la. It's a it's a what's that what's that term that I always use? It's, it's a over movie. over glorified hol- holiday. <laughs> 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 like it, it is la, It is right. Mm. But if you know why you're there, then it's a totally different it's totally mm, different, yeah. different different thing so like you play this venue because you, there's a potential you got potential to meet this label guy or, or you know mm. like whatsoever mm. so understand why you're there so it's like even one of the bigger so-called music conferences in Singapore like uh, Music Matters right so if you apply for Music Matters uh, you shouldn't you're banned from like Canada or something and you apply mm. for Music Matters and you fly like 22 hours come here to play Music Matters and, and that's all you do mm. then I would say that's, that's a terrible investment mm. yeah. but if you come here and you try to meet like-minded people collab collaborate with, with people and uh, you know like potentially meet people that can can, can help you along uh, I think if, if that's the, the primary goal, then yes, apply for Music Matters and spend mm. spend few thousand dollars to come here. If not, right, then right. if you just come here so that you can update the gram, then <laughs> like, maybe don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's also kind of all boils down to knowing the whys, uh, which is like the, the core principle of what you're doing. I think that's very important for people to have like a clear direction. You know, clearly what's the vision you're aiming for. Mm. Then you will shape your actions to serve that purpose. Actually, right, I kind of disagree that in, in some in a small way. It's uh-huh. like, it's important to to ask yourself the why, but it's not as important to know the why because like, I'm still, till today, mm-hmm. I still don't know really why. So it's like, it's it's important to ask yourself the why and keep asking mm. yourself and to doubt yourself, you know, uh, but to actually answer it, right, I don't know if that's actually possible. Okay. I, I, I don't know. Like you, you will have like a, a glimpse. You will kind of understand a direction. Mm. But to really, really know the why, like especially for the bigger picture, uh, okay. then I mean, it becomes a bit spiritual and you know, like yeah. uh, it's like, oh, <laughs> unless you like, you know, like I, I dedicate my life to worship music and then that, uh-huh. that's, that's fine. You know, that, that is your why. Then there's all your mini why, sub why's, you know, mm-hmm. like why am I spending so much money buying the stupid Strymon delay? <laughs> Does it actually... Uh, you know, does it actually fulfill the, the 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 why of me like being a yeah. worship guitarist? If the answer is yes, which usually it's not, then, then yeah, I get that Strymon, you know. But the answer should have been you should have bought an XFX three. Oh shit! Yeah, hey, fractal man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think I think you don't really need. You don't really. If you can answer the why, that's that's great. Mm. But if you cannot at this point answer the why, I think that's great also because mm. it means that you you the, the you have not peaked yet. You have not mm. reached your ceiling. And if you can continue asking yourself the why's, then your ceiling will keep will keep going. All right. Yeah, I think that's that's a good insight. Okay, so I think we have like quite a lot of like golden nuggets in this whole episode already. Yeah, sure. buffet. Yeah, if, you, if you want to like ask me more about marketing stuff right you can ask Tian Liang or Tian Ming then we can we can have a chat nice. for, for and 
Actually, I learned a lot of things from Eleven, Doctor Eleven. We so if mm. you are interested in marketing, right? Eleven's methods are a little bit, um, say like unorthodox. Yeah, unorthodox lah. But he he's a logical guy. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm okay. Like for a very logical guy, he was also very emotionally driven. So <laughs> so that's why that's why his methods are, are unorthodox. I but see, he I he see. is a. He is a very cerebral person. Uh. He's a critical thinker. So uh. if you if you like get stuck, right? I think <clears throat> Levin is a good person to talk to, and he's very open, right. open to talking to to you. Whether you play metal core, you play like pop music. <laughs> Can I invite him? Like we want to invite him. Yeah, you should. you should. Yeah. You should. You should. Yeah. He has his own podcast. So. Yeah, they also listen but, to. Hey, don't don't Levin podcast politics. Don't play that. <laughs> hey, I, I don't go jail. <laughs> <laughs> but okay lah. It's still quite yeah, PC. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not very. It's, it's still quite like. Not that one-sided kind of thing. Yeah, like I said, he's a very cerebral yeah. guy. He knows how to push the right buttons without pushing them. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <clears throat> Shout out to Levin, Dr. Levin's podcast, malu.sg, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, hey, yeah. Should, should share this with Levin. Okay, so now yeah. professionally segue into this like ending segment. Oh. On to like, uh, top five, I don't know, top five, top of mind local artists. <sighs> this is very hard. Yeah, top of, top of mind, so it's not really your favourite one, but yeah, right now. I like I like the other eye. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the other eye? Actually, no, no. What's the story behind the, the whole name of the other eye? Don't know. Actually, it's, it's what you said earlier. Like basically, all of guys have like local bands. They have basically like a day job. Mm. Then at night they go be like in the band. That's why it's called yeah. the other eye. It's like the other self, lah. It's like alter ego. Exactly, yeah, alter ego. Basically, it's like us that like, we all work a day job. Then at night we just do this the other like for our own. Pleasure. Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with that. If if that's what <coughs> you you want to do, uh, I think there's one hundred percent nothing wrong with that, because y- you can still you know like I mean you can be Batman uh. rich <laughs> rich man's son on by day, Batman by night. It's like can can uh, you know? Too bad yeah. don't have the money. <laughs> <laughs> can what? You got day job what? Day job. <laughs> peanuts man, pay peanuts. I mean, spend wisely. You know what's the joke like of like starting a studio, a million dollar studio? It start with two million. <laughs> <laughs> That's not exactly true, but yeah, you, you get what I mean. Yeah. Well, wow, top five local bands cannot lah. It's so difficult. I am so out of touch these days. So, okay, then top five artists that you are listening to now, like top of my artists, like okay. Uh, yeah. I artists also my 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 music uh, <coughs> consumption is a bit, a bit diverse. Okay, so my one of my favorite artists of all time is Our City. Our oh. City, okay. Yeah, Adam Young. I think he is an absolute genius. A lot of people will disagree with me, but he's an absolute genius. Uh, um, I like obviously I like Polyphia a lot. Uh, it's a Tim Henson man. <laughs> Wish I can play like him. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. My my teacher teach me Ian Kwan. We have the context of those who are listening. So actually, Ian is sitting off camera. <laughs> <laughs> so you suddenly call Ian. Yeah, <laughs> it's not because yeah. there's like a fourth person on the mic, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I really respect Ian and what he does. <clears throat> okay, so I mean, apart from that, uh, okay, I like Polyphia. I like. I listen to quite a lot of future bass, melodic bass. So I, bass, I like yeah. um one of my favorite future bass melodic bass artists is this artist called Sit the Sky. Sit the Sky. Yeah, you can check it out. Um I also like I I'm a very, very okay, this is very controversial, but I'm a very big fan of Taylor Swift. Okay. If she comes if she comes I, I miss her like don't know how many times from a concert already, but she ever comes right, watch well, it. I will try my best to go for a concert. I absolutely love Taylor Swift. Controversial, I know, don't hate me. Yeah. Controversial, guilty pleasure. Yeah, guilty pleasure. <laughs> and I also like um Wow, what do I? What do I actually? Let me see my for Spotify. Spotify rap. Let me last, see my. Sorry. My my rap last year is 
like whatever that I tell you, right? <laughs> is, is that? <laughs> really? Let me see if I can find it actually. Um. <laughs> okay, okay. This is my top artist. Set the sky. Taylor Swift. The Bin. Okay, so, you all know The Bin. The, what? Okay, yeah. so The Bin right is a damn cool artist. Okay, so The Bin plays the electronic Bin. music. Uh. He he plays like he he does future bass, melodic bass kind of thing. But he used to be um a metal guitarist. Oh, so okay. right, a lot of his riffs and like stuff right is inspired by by um. Like a, a post-hardcore alternative uh, kind of stuff. So like, imagine like electronic music, but like on top, right? Apart from the the clean as female vocals, then like the breakdown, the drop, right? It's like it's just some, you know, it's just some awesome awesome riff, la, Yeah, it's it's. Like, I love the Vin. It's like a it's one of these things, you know, like you're making electronic music in the electronic music spectrum, but hey, mm. if you can bring in metal or like a like alternative rock into it, right? Then like, why why the fuck not? You know? Right, and then right. I have Our City and I have Elenium, which is also another um, future bass, melodic bass kind of thing. I see, nice, nice. Yeah, so I listen to a lot of nonsense and like, this, these artists will never ever meet each other. It's like a different, <laughs> different <laughs> spectrum. Like, nice. Yeah. Okay, so that's for the top five. Then, like, the other thing on us also like the, more like gear recommendation or like, stuff that, like, we call all things new lah. Like new workflow or new things that you have been trying out like recently. Um, is there anything in the past? So like I I've always been a Logic Logic X. Uh, okay, I started with Logic Nine. I've always been a Logic Nine kind of kind of guy. Which is a digital audio workstation. Uh, yeah, DAW. Yeah. Um, but I have one hundred percent completely switched to Ableton. Oh okay. Yeah, because uh, I started dabbling in like electronic music, and uh-huh. I. So actually it's very weird. So I use Ableton to arrange, but I use Logic to record and edit. Mm. But most of the time I don't do that shit anymore. I just <laughs> so <laughs> But actually if you want to talk about gear, right? Um I think Zelang and Zeming not not too bad not too bad people to talk to about gear. And actually uh my friend Edric who runs Great hey, hey. Great Studios, well, he's also like a motherfucking gear hit. He <laughs> and he's he's damn good. Like Edric is I think one of the in my opinion, uh, don't hate me. Uh. I, I think Edric is one of the best engineers, mix mixing engineers mm. that I've ever worked with. Okay. He he just damn good. Uh. Yeah, he's just damn good. And uh, I mean, every producer, uh, every mix engineer got like certain niches. Uh. So mm. like, obviously don't ask him to produce stuff that he cannot produce. Uh, mm. Right? But like, in whatever that he does, he is, he's damn good. Uh. Right, right. Yeah. But I mean, same uh, with mixers and production. It's, it's also like taste, taste mm, and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, so gear. I, I love Ableton. And my favorite synth is Serum. Serum. Yeah, of nice. course you can get a lot of presets. <laughs> and from, from the presets, you... Okay, so right. I... I... Uh, Regrettably, never listened to my synthesis lesson in poly la. so I am not uh, as, yeah. as as versatile in in synthesis as I would mm. like to be. But I learned a lot from I learned a lot about synthesis from my friend Brian, which he's not really in the scene. His name he's he's Brian. He was my senior from poly, and mm. he he taught me a lot about synthesis. Um, subconsciously so just watching him work it's like oh you put the sawtooth with the square and then like yeah. you run it, run it through the filter you automate whatsoever then you what kind of thing what kind of tone or sound you can get you know and like uh, I learned a lot about um, and I, I honestly can only operate serum because like I know <laughs> no money but other scenes <laughs> yeah but that's something also like we want to learn like it's quite like what well, you can like crafting the sound in your head in like and mm. actually putting it down in the software it's like, it's like I cannot do that it's, it's way apart, harder man. to like find a preset than just the sound in your head more, more, but I don't know how to yeah, do that in the software I, I also cannot I, I, I'm really not very good at this but hey Brian man hey hit Brian up Brian does production but he only do pop music and 
Okay, not really lah. He, he does a, a, a few a few things. Right, so right. Uh, you can contact him at ongjingxiangbrian at gmail.com. Sounds very yeah. Does he do for any like local bands or anything? No. no. Um, not that I know of yet. But <coughs> then he he's a bassist. He's a pretty damn good bassist. So like, one of those things back to the, the old topic of like, you should just do first then say, right? So like, mm. he, he does like stupid bass, bass covers on Instagram with like a, a <laughs> Jiao Bin face. Uh, you know, like, so he, he did a, a slap bass cover of one of Carly Rae Jepsen's song uh-huh. and then she reposted it. Okay. Yeah, shit dude. Like, oh, what the fuck? Right? I mean like, that's why it's the, just do first. You know, like, you never uh, know what's gonna happen. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah, cool guy so I mean along the way I learned a lot from a lot of people that I can fake my way to do a lot of things it's like I learned a bit of guitar from here and then like learn a bit of production from here and then like nice. I, I cannot do I cannot mix I 100% cannot mix so I always subcon <laughs> you know it's like so one of the things about being a musician is like you need to admit to yourself what you suck at Mm-hmm. Yeah, then and then just stop con because it's just better that way, you know. Yeah, like yeah. if you cannot play the lead part, then just get a lead guitarist to play, you know, and and like say that thanks Ian, right, right. thanks Ian for playing on the record, <laughs> you know. Actually, I got a very hot take on that one, but like yeah. sometimes bands also tend to like okay, I want to self-produce my own songs, and you just record everything, and then you mix yourself, then release it. But you know exactly what I said. Or if you know your limitations, your your skills aren't there yet, then it's really better off to just go and find someone who knows what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. Like if you and honestly, um. It's like the 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 ladder the ladder. There's this like ladder, this funnel, right? So mm. you don't have to go to like the five thousand dollar per song producer. You want to Aonix? It's affordable <laughs> and it's good, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, and you can really go warm to, and fuzzy. Yeah, exactly, warm <laughs> and fuzzy. You know, like uh, I don't know, got the nice neon lights now, <laughs> right? And maybe we can share it better. I don't know, but like it's you don't have to go to the five thousand dollar one because the five thousand dollar one might not be able to achieve the song the, the sound that you're looking for, mm. whereas the five hundred dollars one might. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Mm. Okay. So to wrap up, you got anything you want to plug? Anything? Any new projects or stuff? Not yet, la, But yeah, uh, yet. check uh, out some, something brewing. Actually, uh, yeah. I mean, right now, right? Uh, I'm at a place where I want to do music because I I love it. Mm. Yeah. So um, honestly, I'm at, I'm at a place where I'm trying to figure out uh, what's up. And I, I have stopped trying to pursue music as a career. Uh, not because I don't want music as my career, but I feel like if that's your goal, you you lose track of like why you're actually doing it. Mm. So like this year, I tell myself, I just want to do stuff that I want to do, even though mm-hmm. it sounds crazy. Mm. And even if nobody cares about it, like I care about it, you mm. know, and, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's like okay, yeah. So like, uh, if you are a metal band, you know, come to Aeonix, very good. Um, <laughs> if you want to record real drums, don't come to Aeonix. Aeonix got development, but yeah. Stay but tuned. if you like Polyphia, hey, they got the new, they got the Tim Henson <laughs> signature. <laughs> you know, uh, if you like, well, actually, like shit, man. This I uh, throughout all these years, right? I. I got to know so many amazing as musicians that like cannot plug already. Uh. It's just like I'll be plugging the half of Singapore. <laughs> yeah, la, yeah, cannot la. But it's a uh, like actually I'm very lucky. I I managed to I managed to meet like musicians from all walks of life. The Lao Jiao and like the Atas and like mm. the the makeshift, mm. you know. And like everybody got something to offer. I guess because there's actually because you actually put yourself out there and that's how you actually meet all of them, right? Mm. You have to mm. actually be out there. Exactly. Not like us, like just sit in a bedroom. No, <laughs> like, now you're trying, ma. Now yeah. you're trying. And to, to wrap it up, I think, uh, I would say, just do it, man. Like, yeah. whatever you want to do, just do it. And 
don't don't judge people if you don't want people to judge you. Right. If you don't mind people judging you, they yeah, sure, sure, sure. You just go and judge all you want. <laughs> yeah. You know, because sometimes like people are doing stuff that is that may be valuable to you, but because you judge them and you already, you know, like um kind of segment them, mm. you, you don't really you cannot learn from them, you know. So like even even the like the the music that you don't listen to, they yeah. you might be doing something that you can learn. Yeah, like like polyphia shit. You see like wow shit shred and then like trap yeah. wow, shit. They're good. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I guess that's the end of the episode. Yeah, time to shred. <laughs> okay. Thanks. See you in the next episode. You Bye. Got outro sequence. Uh? Don't have it. Okay, okay. <laughs>